from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Jason Rance has a piece over at 770KTTH talking about local schools celebrating Fidel Castro as a hero during an MLK assembly. There's also initiative to repeal the state capital gains tax. I should thank my lucky star, Spike, because I was about to off-heave like $250,000 worth of stock. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah. you know, having to pay that 7%, gee whiz, I just can't. Yeah. You know, this is my least popular take that people have. Yeah. I don't understand it. I really don't. That uh, everyone deserves to pay a fair share of taxation well, on the okay, profits that they make? That's a this is toxic my, point of view you're This holding? is my thought, okay? Uh, I make a decent living. I'm not embarrassed to talk about it. I make a decent living. Sure. I think it's sure. fine to talk about I think it's that. It's brave of you to and because, tell everybody here. Because I make because the company pays me very very well. Mm-hmm. I don't for me to pay taxes is like whatever. Like I get that people don't like taxes. I understand. When I was in my 20s, I was an anarcho-capitalist. I know all the talking points that anybody can throw at me. Taxation is theft. You know what this system that we have government is really organized crime so on and so forth sure i'm sure. right there with you guys i totally get it at the same time we don't live in an anarcho-capitalist world we live in a neoliberal world and so in a neoliberal world much like monopoly there are rules and sometimes you do not pass go and sometimes you do not collect 500 dollars. <laughs> when you land on park place you pay the rent and sometimes yes. and sometimes when you're in a certain tax bracket you end up paying 32 percent tax like me and yeah. that's not fun, but at the same time, just think about it like this. I would rather argue about marginal tax rates. I'd rather argue about all that minutia than do these like broad philosophic debates that don't go anywhere. Policy is what matters. T- taxing people who offload $250,000 worth of stocks, how many people does that actually affect? Oh, it's it's a fraction of a percentage. How many point, people? Right? Anybody know? Anybody know? It's like five hundred people in the state of Washington. Is that, is that all? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm just people? saying it's like a thousand people. I bet that's. I've seen the number like floated at four thousand. Okay, I don't so, know how accurate okay. that is. Okay. okay, there's seven million people in the state, so we're talking about a tax that affects about four thousand people. Mm. Why is everybody up and up? I don't get it. Oh, they're gonna leave? No, they're not. They're all coming here. Everyone's coming here. State keeps growing year over year. Well, oh, all the all the businesses are gonna leave. Where? Where are they going? You got no income tax in this state. Like, come on. Like, this is getting a little, like, I don't understand why people are defending or attempting to remove this outside of some, like, vague moral responsibility to I don't want to be taxed, which is like, are you going to see the benefits of those people not being taxed? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what the argument is, and it's I, I do this so I'm not hypocritical because you know how no, I be feel. a hypocrite. I love well, it. It's great. It's when, it's when little, I'm at my best. Devil's advocate here. Well, <laughs> you know when I say that the Constitution matters and laws apply to everybody, right? Sure. Um, I, I can't then turn around and say our state constitution says there's no income tax, mm-hmm. but let's ignore that because rich people should pay more. I can't be hypocritical there. The state constitution says no income tax. Okay. They're arguing that this cap gains tax is just a form of income tax. Okay. There's a valid argument. I think the constitution deserves to be changed. Okay. I think that people who make a good bit of money, but it's it's one of those loopholes that used to help uh, help the super rich keep the government from getting the 70% they used to take from the top sure, tax bracket. Sure. But those days are gone. 29 is the top now or 39 or whatever it might be. Right. It's, it, it changes every time somebody gets elected, but it seems. Spike, what's the difference between selling stocks or selling a 69 Camaro? 
think about it, dude. What's the difference between selling stocks, selling a because technically it's income. If I sell my '69 no, no, Camaro, I, I hear you. I right? Hear you, I hear you. I, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, that's what I said. I'm trying to find the the other side's point of view. Stocks here. is a commodity. If I sell a commodity, I'm but that's getting a, that's a sales tax. That's not an income tax. That's, I'm just saying. Your... I'm just saying, my dude. Like, there's okay. different ways we could talk about this. Stocks is a commodity. If I offload a bunch of stocks. Technically, I, it's no different. Unless I sell they're paying it, you in marshmallows and Twinkies, you're making income. <laughs> if I right? sell, if I sell a, a '69 Camaro, I don't know. Let's say it's plated in gold. It's worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Is anybody going to get their feathers ruffled over a seven percent tax on that? No, not a bit. All of a sudden, it affects four thousand people, and my inbox is full of Jack. You're a socialist. Jack, you're a Marxist-Leninist. Jack, you're a communist. I just don't get it. Jack, it, you're wiping the butt with the state constitution. Jack, That's it's, what a, it's, con- right it's a constitution is what it is. Yeah, I thought yeah. it did. Okay, no, no, great. No. So anything I sell then is technically my income, and it gets does, doesn't get taxed, right? That's an argument is, worth is, making. Is that the That's rules that we're right. having right now? So if like I sell my home, no tax. If I sell my if I sell Snickers bars, no tax on that, right? If I sell Pomeranians, no tax on that. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants to live in this like There's ta- no palm tax. Here's, anyway. a, here's a crazy thing that no one ever talks about with taxes. Everybody wants to live in a tax-free world, myself included. Yeah, but they also want the fire department to show up. I want the fire department yeah. to show up. <laughs> you want the I, water to current when you turn the faucet. I want the cell phone companies yeah. to get subsidies from the government so that they can put more towers in my in my rural area. And paint them to look like trees. Paint them to nice. look like trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like people's relationship to how much they are dependent on taxes is mind blowing. And yet, for some reason, we walk around this like fantasy world where we're like, we could live in a world with basically like a 9% flat tax. No, we can't. It's like no one wants to do the math. Everybody just wants to sit around and be like, it's my money. I earned it. The government doesn't get any of it. There's the people Great. that want to take their family to their ski resort over Eastern Washington. We want to make sure the socialist snow plows through the road oh, first. Oh, yeah. Make sure. You make know? sure that we don't get those <laughs> socialist snow plows out there because I don't want my. I just don't get it, dude. Like, you can't know, pick and choose. What in terms of this, like the, the outrage that people have around taxes, you can either be all in favor of no taxes, which is what I was when I was in my 20s, when I was an anarcho-capitalist, or you have to be in favor of some degree of taxes. And quite frankly, all like the people out there that are just temporarily embarrassed millionaires who are like t- t- polishing their monocle as they're like, oh, as soon as I <laughs> offload $250,000. That's the thing. It's, it's the dream of being rich. That's please. what people are Right. Like. Speaking of, by the way, dream, Mickey Gomez in the studio a little bit early, but that's okay because we love you anyway, Mickey Gomez. Man, I I don't want to get you involved with this taxes debate Uh-oh. because I am just, I am just so because this is what happens. Let me just wrap it up. Every time I talk about this, my inbox gets filled with people who say state constitution, blah da 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 da. You're a communist. I hate you. Whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and my response to that is always like, okay, so what what do you want taxed? What do you want taxed? Nothing. Great. So we have no services for anybody. No roads for anybody. Oh, well, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Oh, what are you, a socialist? Every single time this comes up, people just spin the drain. It's like the conservative merry-go-round, and we just go around and around and around with arguments that I make better, even though I don't even (laughs) believe in it, because I've actually read the literature. I've read Atlas Shrugged. Nobody else has, because it's long and boring. You need to stop reading your emails. That's what you need to do. Get thanks, your email changed for, to L. Laura Scott. Thanks You're for stepping own. on my joke there, Sorry, Spike. No, let's, I didn't let's, step on no, your Yeah, you <laughs> did. You stepped all over it. Let's do the intro to Terminally Online. The internet can be a dark and often dangerous place. Only one man has the courage to go where no sensible person would go. Jack Stein 
is terminally online. Terminally online, going to places nobody else wants to go. And reading anarcho-capitalist literature, have you read Against Civilization? I have. It's long and boring. That was the joke. Thank you, Spike. Sorry. Mickey Gomez <laughs> in the studio. I stump all over it. Mickey Gomez. A little light reading, right? Yeah, it's certainly not going to be reading that on TikTok. So mm-hmm. what's this thing? There's. I keep seeing different representatives talking about how Instagram needs to have a shutoff button for people under the age of 18. I keep seeing mm-hmm. all this different talk about mm-hmm. that TikTok needs to be removed from from all all cell phones, which I believe with I believe because it's Chinese spyware. We should probably do away with it. Uh, what's going on with your piece on on TikTok? Yeah, so the average teen spends about five hours a day <gasps> on social media. An estimated five Is that hours. A lot? That is a lot. <laughs> Maybe not for you because you're terminally online. Right. But uh, And Meta, Facebook's parent group, ho- want, hopes to cut that number with Instagram's nightly nudge. So have you heard of the nudge? It is, is, a, is that where they kick a kid off for yeah, after really, so much? Yeah. And they make they make you like run on a treadmill or it won't power up your TikTok? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. It's a notification parents can add to Instagram that will appear after 10 minutes of uh, their child doom scrolling on Instagram reels or direct oh. messaging. So it's typically going to happen at night. And the parent has to go in and change the setting and add it. It's supposed to encourage kids to get off the platform and go to sleep, which is what I'm constantly telling my daughter. Get off social media and go to sleep. What what is she? What is Gigi doing? Is is she just Gigi's watching basketball reels? Oh, she's a basketball player. Okay. At least that's what I think she's watching when I walk in there and I go in and I'm like, "What are you watching?" Shirts like, her skins. Yeah. I'm just saying. And yeah, if she's hitting Control H on the old uh, computer. Oh, is that what it is? Now I know. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what the thank shortcut you, thank is. You. So, yeah. so this this is a program that allows parents to be notified. When their kids on for an intermittent period, so the, of time, it's not right? the parents that notify. It's just the parents can go into their child's settings on Instagram, and then they can change it to add that nightly nudge, which will happen ten minutes after the doom scrolling. And it's basically supposed to sit, tell kids, "Hey, it's supposed to disrupt." Disrupt the, the, the what flow. they're doing. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is coming as 33 attorneys general are suing Meta for allegedly targeting children mm. with addictive features. So I got to speak to local social work with Mindful Therapy Group. His name is Nick Norman, and he says that it is extremely easy uh, to become addicted to social media, especially now that we have things like Reels and TikTok, where you just continue to swipe and swipe and swipe. That hijacking of the dopamine system can get us into a compulsive cycle. And you know what? the hijacking of the dopamine system is, right? I did it for 10 years. You just, where you take a little bit of drugs and you put it in some tinfoil and you smoke it, right? That's what that is. Now you just have to swipe up. Or swipe left. Right. Yeah, because, you know, we they curate these videos to trap you, to bring you in, and then all of a sudden you're addicted and the next thing you know, you've been sitting on the toilet for an hour watching kitty cat videos. I don't know, or maybe lying in bed. Just as a random example, right? Just as a random example. (laughs) No personal experience involved. I think a lot of it the so we say that these social media algorithms like they're hijacking mm-hmm. our brain or whatever it is i have a different take on this and Tell people, me. people will hate this most people are afraid of exploring the expanse of their mind in oh. which there is an infinite number of possibilities for us to imagine and think about and create and so on and so forth okay right? but, but you don't want to go into the deepest recesses of your mind because very internal so i'll externalize it does that make sense? I live, why? I live, why I live vicariously be- through other people's experiences yeah, exactly. and, and posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all Instead right. Instead of having to dig and in, look, look inward. Right. Well, listen, he says today's social media is very different than the days of MySpace. These days, you know, with the rise of the influencer as a career, 
there are folks with with large budgets behind them that they build very curated lifestyles, very curated um, images and presences online. So that curated lifestyle isn't really the truth. It's 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 almost a make believe. This is and what so, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and so when the teens start seeing these videos, um, it 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 ultimately can become detrimental to their mental health. And it, it creates a bit of a false understanding of what the reality the rest of us are living really is. Yeah, he says teens are susceptible to the comparison. You know, it can hurt their self-esteem. It can cause anxiety. It can cause depression. It's not just teens. Yeah. I got to tell you, adults are the same way. You watch mm-hmm. you watch reel after reel after TikTok after TikTok. Guy Fieri of, videos. Of people doing, yeah, who's actually made it looking like this, and here I am squandering <laughs> time with you. Um, no, but it's, you, you get this false sense of what life's supposed to look like. Yeah. And it happens to everybody at every age. I mean, it, it I, would, ha- I would love a 10-minute <laughs> notification. Hey, dumbass, you've been now 30 minutes sitting there, well, not on the toilet. Because <laughs> after all, your leg falls, you can't get up. But, yeah. you know. Well, Netflix does the same thing. Like, right. you know, after watching, you know, six episodes. Are you sure you're going to watch the eighth uh, community? Right. Are you yeah. sure? Are you, sure? Are you yeah. still there? Are you still there? Are you still, still there? watching? Yeah. Or have you, know? you, have you passed away? We should call <laughs> right. your neighbor. I think I mean, like people don't, well, at least right now, mm-hmm. like when I was, a, when I was a kid, when I was, I got my first guitar, I was like 13 years old mm-hmm. and that thing was like my, it was right. my little But you're building something. You're building a body of work and and And, muscle memory. And yeah. But the other part of it was, was that I was able to use, quote unquote, social media as a conduit to learn more about it. Okay. Okay. Right. So I would look up tablature, look up guitar lessons, whatever it was. Yes. Now I think what people do is they almost live entirely in the fiction of watching somebody else perform at high levels or perform at fashion, music, Whatever it is. Right, cooking, whatever it is. And, and it, it replaces, them- it's kind of like, you ever hear what authors tell each other about writing? Oh. Don't ever tell anybody your ideas for your book before you write it, because mm-hmm. then you won't write it. It'll be, as soon as you put it out into the universe, you will then lose your ability to actually, oh, wow. right? Really? So uh, that is the same thing that happens to human beings. Like when we see somebody else engaging in a behavior, now it's people become lazy. At least that's my ass- assessment, Mickey. Well, Listen, I know that I am guilty of doom scrolling. I am. As I well. get on on TikTok Our, and my at kid night. Is, your kid is. I, I get the video. Is. There's that beautiful woman that pops up and she says, "Hi, you've been scrolling for an hour now. Really? Mm. Don't How do I you get think that? it's time to go to sleep? I've gotten that one. Have you gotten you that really? one? I sure yes. have. And I'm like, who that. is this? And how does she know? I'm like, <laughs> I okay. <get> hey! <laughs> yeah. And I put it down. You know. Well, listen. Norman says parents should pay attention to how much time kids are spending on their phones and what apps they're using. He says boundaries and time limits are essential, and we've got to learn how to, you know, get back that time and not allow that uh, that that dopamine hijacking. The surrender ourselves. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, surrender to, that. to Jack's point, think about how much you, else you could do with that five hours of A your day. day. Right. Well, let me, let me right. say this. If, if kids are going to be kids, if people are going to be people and they're going to get sucked into these dopamine hits, mm-hmm. let's make it productive. Like Jack said, learn, make it like skill-based. What if everything on Tic Tac was actually in Mandarin? Did so you say Tic Tac? Sorry, No, seriously, what, what if it was in another language? And you had to you had to learn another language. You want to scroll for five hours. By the by end of the month, you're speaking uh, French or Mandarin to, or Spanish. Really quick. So every app now has, mm-hmm. for the most part, has a feature. I just pulled this up on YouTube where you can actually see the amount of time that you've spent on it. Today, I have spent an hour and a half on YouTube. 
the last seven days, I've spent 17 hours and 41 wow. minutes. Wow. And, and I, now you speak fluent uh, Hungarian. Great. Uh, actually, no, I can tell you all about the production techniques that were used on Apocalypse Now. And, I, and then I can tell you all about the makeup effects that were used on Robocop. <laughs> and I can also tell you how to release your psoas in eight different ways. Well, so that's what I can Coming soon to you in a digital space. <laughs> well, you know what? If you were to go on my social media, it's kitties, it's puppies, it's whales, it's hiking the Pacific Northwest. I have worked really hard to get my social media for you page and my whatever you call them pages to just be kind and sweet. Really? I get Jason Stratham fight scenes. I no. just get him kicking redneck ass. Every so you see something no. about, li- yes. about living in the, a, yes. an alternative yeah, reality, I wish an alternative I could beat up, universe. You know, guys who beat up my, or bully my kid. Mickey Gomez, you're Thank the best. You, we appreciate you, appreciate you keeping us on track with our social media addictions. Mine's probably the worst out of anybody I would say. Well, you, you take one for the team, pal. Right. You really do, man. You are terminally This online. is why I desperately need a wife and children. This is why I desperately need these things. Maybe you can my- find one online. Thank you, Mickey. <laughs> I can find somebody. So because then I feel like, because there's so much of me, I need to pour into something else. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, okay. My big that's, wrinkly that's, brain. Yeah, yeah. So I can look at my four-year-old and I can say, okay, little man, stocks is a commodity, okay? And when you sell <laughs> stocks, <laughs> in the same way that when you sell a 69 Camaro. Right. You owe society a little something. something. You're going to be taxed on that. Listen, you yeah. owe a little bit of a taste, right? <laughs> Because listen, you like that? You like those uh, orange lines that you see when you're driving in the back seat in your car seat? We can thank Uncle Sam for That's that, right? right? So right. let's just think about taxes in a different way. All right, eat your corn, eat your corn flakes there. <laughs> Got to get you to kindergarten. Take a really quick break. When we get back, uh, you, oh yeah, the Seattle resident who was uh, charged with stalking Taylor Swift, he was in New York. Presumably, he flew there. I'm just saying, if there was a God, I'm just you putting two and two together here. Mm-hmm. Why didn't a panel blow up? <laughs> you just see what I'm saying? <laughs> Why wasn't there some kind of oh. divine intervention to save T Swift from this horrible man? Well, well, let's talk about stalking. I had a stalker. Oh, I could tell that story. That's a fun story. Okay. So, I, 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 and I, I, I think I, I think I have met this. I swear to you, I think I have. Our paths have crossed. Jeffrey? No, not your stalker. T Swift stalker. <laughs> the guy they named and cited in the story. All right. I, I think I've met this guy. Well, we'll talk about it when we get back right after this. Cringe. Why does he use reindeer when he could be using Pegasus? Or based. You're a miserable creature. You can have any, you can have any you want. You can have griffins. So jealous of your Mark Levine, man. <laughs> Mark Levine. I had a cut of him, but I decided to not use it. It's a recent cut okay. because I feel like we m- might have gone a little bit too hard on making fun of Mark Levine. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's like you got to feel kind of feel a little bad for old Marky Mark Levine in his know? in his palace on the hill. Yeah, just yeah, with his gated community. Well, because he's kind of locked into now, you know, being a, is, yeah, it is what it is, is now. It is what it is now, right? Yeah. Do I fault the Burger King for being the king of hamburgers? No, no, no. you don't. No, it's so the life it's he the picked. Kind of thing. Do I fault Mark Levine? for deciding to basically take all the legal knowledge in his brain, which has helped conservatism for the last 25 years mm-hmm. on these fine airways, mm-hmm. and decide to throw out all that out the window for a fascist? And twist himself into a pretzel. Or twist himself into a pretzel? Yeah, yeah. I don't. So, uh, speaking, by the way, of stalkers, I say that as a statement of opinion, not a statement of fact. 
There was a uh, Seattle resident who was charged with stalking Taylor Swift in New York. Uh, I don't really want to say the guy's name. I don't really think it's fair. Yeah. He's 33. It's been published. His photo's been published. He's a mentally disturbed guy. Officers were approached by multiple complainants who pointed out an emotionally disturbed male acting erratically at the location. They took him into custody without further incidences. Taylor Swift has been the... I didn't realize this. She's been the target of stalking for years. Oh, People yeah. trying to break into her house. Oh, yeah. She carries quick clot, which is what my military buddies tell me is basically if you get stabbed or shot, you basically tear open a bag and pour it over the wound so you, yeah. don't, you don't bleed out. That's exa- Yeah, it helps coagulate the blood around the open wound. Right. It's, it's, it's an, a field dressing for, for military. Right. And this, this at the time, I think she was 19, the first time she had to That's very worry sad. about stalking. Right. And because it's so sad, what we're going to do is we're going to make fun of this guy. Because if you think about, uh, <laughs> you can laugh. <laughs> yeah, you laugh so you don't cry. Okay? <laughs> you laugh so you don't cry. The only defense I have. Uh, so what my thought was is how does somebody end up in a stalker space? Because gen- generally, when someone starts stalking, it's because they believe that somebody is speaking to them directly. They yeah. believe that they have a, a connection with this person. Yes, Laura? Delulu is what the kids would say. Delulu. Like delusional. Delulu. You go full Delulu. Are we just going to get to a point where the Zoomers are just grunting at each other and speaking in like... <laughs> Says the millennial. A- atonal. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Laura. So we're going to go through a couple of lyrics here. Do we have the actual cuts or should we just read the lyrics? Oh, we have the actual cuts. Okay, so, so here's the thing is that... This this young man had to have read into some of Taylor Swift's lyrics to get the impression that she was speaking to him. Right, because that's that's what stalkers do. Right, Always. they they, they, get, they build this unhealthy, unnatural connection. Right. So for, and think the artist is speaking for, directly. For to instance, him. the guy who tried to kill Sigourney Weaver back in the early '90s, he was convinced that she was acting. To him and nobody else. Right. So this is a well-documented psychological phenomenon. Let's get into this, Laura. Let's see what lyrics tempted this man away from God and into a life of stalking. Away from Seattle to Taylor Swift's Tribeca home. Yes, exactly. Could you not get on a plane at this point? <laughs> Holy cow. Wait, we could kill it. We could kill it. All right. Oh, oh. If I'm just saying, if I'm ill and I think that, and I know that Taylor Swift is in New York because she said that's, that, that's where she was going with her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm getting upset about this and I hear these lyrics. I might be thinking to myself, it's been waiting for you, sir, young man. Yeah. Get out of the, get out of the Emerald City. And go over to the city that never sleeps, right? It's waiting yeah, for and, you. And stand outside and never sleep yourself and just wait for her to get home. Okay, what's the next one we have here, Laura? Andrew, can I put my board back up? Thanks. Why right. do you have to? Make me want you. Why do you have to? Give me nothing back. Why do you have to? Oh, wow, listen to that. Make You guys hear those that three part harmony? Beautiful! Wow, it speaks to me, Jack. It speaks to me. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't mean to make light of a dangerous situation. I'm just saying that this is a song that was basically written for me because she fits. She hits the high third and then the high fifth. That's a difficult harmonic range. 
I could see why somebody would read this. It says, why do you want me? You can kill it. It says, why do we have to make me want you? Why do you have to give me nothing back? I mean, this is kind of tailor-made for people to read into it. Tailor-made. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you have to lead me on? This is kind of the equivalent, though, of like when people would play Sabbath records backwards yeah. and they would hear the devil yeah. or Led yeah. Zeppelin backwards and yeah. they would hear the devil. When really we all know the truth is that you play the Carpenter's records backwards and then yeah. you're hearing the devil, right? That's what I, I am not by making the Karen Carpenter joke I want to make right now. I want to, I want to let Brian okay, know. I've, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Okay, but I think it's pretty. I mean, these go on and on and on. I don't think I don't think we need to go into this very much anymore. But I think that the, the clearly damaged young man. Yes. Yes. What do you mentally hurt? What do we do though as a society and as a community to identify people who are? Because some people think that certain television announcers are speaking to them. Some people think that certain radio hosts are speaking to them. A friend of mine is uh, he's a host in another uh, market, and there is a guy who sends him letters every day who believes that they are communicating directly, that he's communicating to him in code. And so he sends him a glossary of their understood <gasps> code together. This is a true story about oh. my buddy down in L.A. And, so, and wow. so, so he sends him this glossary of terms in which he believes that Every time you say Sunny in 75, I hear what you're telling <laughs> me. You're telling me to start building a fortress. This is the home. way that these people think, though. It is what In what way do we approach this culturally to try to encourage people to not engage in this kind of behavior? And also, this doesn't exactly happen to everybody, right? Not a lot of no, 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 no. Not everybody. No, gets nobody's a stalker. stalking the milkman. No, I, I hear you. Well, I'm, uh, I, Taylor Swift is a very public figure, very accomplished figure, a successful writer, writes great music, appeals mm -hmm. to millions and billions of fans. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to get people who are lonely people who have an unnatural attraction, unnatural uh, connection mm -hmm. uh, in their mind. Uh, it's it's isolation that this guy is probably suffering from I, that I no one in really in his life could tell him, hey, man, she's not talking to you. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, like, this is also why I think um, sometimes online romances or online romance scams can be so powerful is because oh. you can project so much onto someone who isn't really real, who doesn't have, like, a, a real personhood or isn't complicated yeah. um, or doesn't have, like, idiosyncrasies or real they're wants perfect. or right, needs. Right. They're, 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 they're just, flawless. like, a perfect yes. person. I saw, head, this, right? I saw this yeah. thread on Reddit on dating nightmares where this young lady goes out on three dates with this guy and she decides, Hey, this is not really, it's not really our, it's not really for me, but you seem really nice. And so thank you so much. I just don't think we're too much of a match. And he sends her basically 5,000 words of exactly what you're talking about, where he was like, Oh, you're perfect for me in every way. I pictured us having children together. I thought of us having at least three children. These would be, all be their names. This is what I'm willing to provide to you. Like he went down this rabbit hole. And as I was reading it, I thought to myself, this guy did this. It was all one-sided. Yeah. All yeah, this yeah. negotiating, all this rulemaking, all this, all these things that he does. There's no, he's not actually in a relationship with that woman. He's in a relationship with the idea of that woman, which is why he writes 5,000 words in a text message to try to convince her that she's actually making a mistake. And the, right? and, and the same the same dynamics going on in this guy's head who flew from Seattle to New York. In his mind, right. she's, I, okay, she's his. He's was, hers. They're when, meant for each other. When I was 13 years old, there was nobody cooler on the planet than Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge. But I didn't say to myself, oh, I got to fly down to Encinitas and break into Tom DeLonge's house and no, he can teach no, me but, how to play all the small things. You probably should have. <laughs> You'd be great today. Right. Um, did you ever have an infatuation with a celebrity from a romantic standpoint? Oh, what's her name from uh, 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 Buffy, Vampire Slayer? Oh, um, Elijah Dushku. 
Oh, uh, see, I thought you meant Buffy. Um, no, no, no. Well, Sarah Michelle Gellar, no, don't yeah, even get me yeah. started on that. If right? you want to go back into my repertoire of 90s crushes, it starts with Nev Campbell. Okay. Starts with solid, Nev Campbell. Solid choice. Right? Elijah Dushku is another solid choice. Then it goes, but here's the difference. You had friends. I you had did. friends who could tell you, dude, you're, you know, get, you know, get over it. Dude, Just, you're 16. You, Penelope Cruz isn't into it. Right. <laughs> this poor gentleman who flew to New York has no one like that. You talk about what, why do people do this and what can we do for these folks? Right. Engage people who are by themselves. Exactly. You know, yeah. step out of your world and go talk to a friend. Get offline and get into a coffee shop. Yeah. Otherwise, Eliza Dushku is going to keep sending you cease and desist well, letters. She's so wonderful. And not returning. She's so great. So That's wonderful. how we communicate is through the courts because they're trying to keep us away from <laughs> oh, each other. Yeah. <laughs> When we get back, no stupid questions, 888-973-5476. My job every segment is to try to make Spike break. <laughs> and when I get him to break, it fills me with such joy. Any question that you want to ask, 888-973-5476. When we get back right after this. There are no stupid questions. Only stupid answers. Ah, uh, yes, no stupid questions. We don't have time to read the text line. So we have Laura soak up all that joy, the joy of that experience of people being reactionaries, but sometimes saying funny stuff. That's always fun, too. 888-973-5476. Really quickly, somebody said something that I just wanted to touch on. It says 100% failure on all Inslee's climate policies. Name one that's working. When did this come up? When, When were we talking about climate policies with Inslee? The whole point is people bring up stuff that maybe we haven't touched oh, on. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. But this, so this came through today. I would oh. say that Inslee fighting back against the Trump administration when the Trump administration opened up both coasts to offshore drilling, when they opened up all those leases. Oh, offshore drilling. Yes. And yes. Inslee saying that he wasn't going to play ball. That was in Zinke in 2018, right? I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that's very based. Okay. Because when you have such a delicate ecosystem as the coast of Washington does, offshore drilling is basically a nightmare. We don't put grenade factories next to kindergartens. It just makes sense. You don't put oil derricks next to one of the most delicate ecosystems on God's green earth. Thank you very much. Right? Agreed. So that Agreed. When, when you say, like, name one that's working, it's not really that hard. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, there, there's, you know, uh, there's shellfish in this state. It's a major industry. It's right. a big economic yeah. driver of this industry. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, there's, there's been, an, I, I could go on and on. He's safe shellfish. Uh, salmon restoration. Oh, that's the other okay. one. You had salmon restoration. Uh, the fact that they're not trucking open coal trains from the Midwest yes. to, the, to the ports of Washington. I'll give you another one. Because the pollution along open coal train tracks is horrific, and it doesn't come here. That's another one that worked. The quality of water in Washington State is constantly ranked top five. So I don't, you know, when people say like, oh, name one thing, it's like, okay, well, I if I can, while also being very critical of Jay Inslee as a governor... I think that, you know what I mean? You yeah, ha- no, you, you your bona fides to- about Inslee being a, a, a mutant <laughs> who loves to just stomp on liberty is are well documented. Right, but at the same time, like, you have to give credit where credit is due. And if you can't do it personally, that should be, in, it, to, it just as an individual, you should be saying to yourself, I have to be able to say something positive about someone, even if I vehemently disagree with them. If somebody says, can you name one Trump policy that you agree with? I would say Trump did a lot for the VA. He got a lot of that stuff pushed through, hired a bunch of new people, gave raises to the doctors, so on and so forth. Like, this is something that can be celebrated. Let's not all be crazy about right. orange cheese. Let's not be day. blind. 
to the other right. side's accomplishments. Exactly. Uh, someone says, I've also read Atlas Shrugged. I was going on a rant about the capital gains tax mm-hmm. earlier. And this guy says, it's a great book. Jack, who is John Galt? Which is a, it's kind of a fun in phrase for those of us who have wasted our lives reading it. Okay. Uh, it's, it's like, it serves a t- try purpose here. One, it's the opening line of the book. And then two, in the book, it's used as a narrative device as, as kind of a stand-in for why bother? Why try? John Galt is? Does that make sense? Okay. Kind of. And then also, people who've read the book, it's kind of like a tip of the hat to, to each other. people who have also read like, it. Hey, who's, who's never read John the book. Galt? You know what I'm talking okay, about? gotcha. You wasted uh, eight days of your life reading thousands upon thousands of words of Ayn Rand. You know, the interesting thing, if you go back and you read Randian objectivism, which is what she was portraying in those two books, Atlas Shrugged or The Fountainhead, a lot of people take them at face value, meaning that the things that she was putting forth as philosophic ideas, they go, oh, yeah, we should live in a taxless society that's basically just uh, corporations operating is basically like mob organizations. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like a yeah. lot of people look into that and they think of syndicalism, which is a form of capitalism. But I think what she was really talking about in those books is actually discourse, how people talk about things, how people engage and debate with each other. Because a, a huge amount of those books is a dialogue between capitalism and the moral structure of okay, capitalism. Okay, that's based. So uh, if you've not read, they can be pretty dense, but I highly recommend it. Someone said, what do you think Donald Trump would be saying now if Nikki had beat him by five or six points in New Hampshire? Remember in 2016 when he said the Iowa caucus was rigged when Ted Cruz beat him? Yes, I think that he would be upset about it. I hear tell that he is upset about the fact that he didn't clear 80% in New Hampshire v. Haley. That that to him is deeply upsetting because that's what he told everybody was going to happen. Well, I can tell you exactly what he'd be saying if he had lost to Haley by five to six points. He's saying exactly what he said today. Right. That Democrats voted in this primary, mm-hmm. that independents voted in this primary, mm-hmm. that it was a it was a crooked state primary because they allowed the other side to vote. Although, to be completely transparent, you had to change your affiliation to independent by October if you wanted to. And a lot of people wanted to. A lot of people made an effort to vote yeah. against Trump. Forty five percent of the Republicans in New Hampshire voted against Trump. A right. third of them said if he's the nominee, they we, they will not vote for him in the general. These are Republicans in New Hampshire. That's the other reason why I can't get on board with Trump is when he did the whole, we're going to drill and frack and all that other stuff. Drill baby drill. He said it a week and a half ago. It's not right. like we're going back to 2016. Uh, and I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, Trump, uh, technically speaking, the Biden administration has produced more oil. <laughs> Record amounts. Record amounts. Record amounts without then drilling with, off the coast. Without, Thank you, Governor Inslee. Without drilling off the coast. Seriously. So man. maybe we should rethink that priority. All right, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. Hour number three of the Jack and Spike Show. Oh, yeah, goofs and gaffes from everybody all around at the New Hampshire primary. And also uh, a lot of really bizarre cuts that came out of that. A lot of people, a lot of politicians up in New Hampshire. We'll talk about it. Move through the morality of what it means to be a politician in this day and age when we get back right after this. 